Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. David Redman is with us, Lieutenant Colonel in the Canadian military, retired, former head of Emergency Management Alberta. David has a position paper, and it's titled Recovery, Canada's Post-Pandemic COVID-19. And uh, I'm glad to have you back on the show, David. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, Roy? I'm well. Would you remind us, please, let's go back to the beginning, our very first conversation you and I had, which was probably close to two years ago. Um, what did the pandemic emergency preparedness document or documents, what did they, they were available to all governments prior to the outbreak of COVID, what did they offer, what did they instruct, and did all governments previous to the ones in power now agree and signed on that they would engage those particular emergency uh, measures? The plans that we had written, and there was one in every one of the 13 provinces and territories, as well as the federal order of government, looked at any kind of future virus, and the intent and the aim of all those plans was to minimize the impact of the virus on all of society. Those plans were written and specifically contained information about things like non-pharmaceutical interventions with the caution that the non-pharmaceutical interventions should only be used as a last resort against specific types of virus, which COVID-19 isn't, and that the knowledge was there that every NPI had to be evaluated in detail because they came with severe collateral damage. So those plans included information about non-pharmaceutical interventions, but strongly discouraged their use. And what we saw in March of 2020 is that our provincial order of governments responded doing exactly the opposite of what their plan said, and they resorted immediately to non-pharmaceutical interventions like closure of schools, closure of business, uh, contact tracing, um, mass um, uh, quarantine of individuals who were exposed as opposed to individuals who were sick. So they did exactly the opposite of what our plan said. Worse, they never once demonstrably justified why any of those non-pharmaceutical interventions were used, which then immediately impact on the Charter of Rights and Freedom rights of all Canadians. Okay, now David, you in the uh, in your paper, Recovery, Canada's Post-Pandemic COVID-19, you um, are condemning of the Prime Minister and Premiers and Medical Officers of Health, media as well. What are you declaring everybody in the group, in this particular group of organizations, individuals, to be guilty of? I believe that by the repeated use, wave after wave, of unjustified, never demonstrably demonstrably justified um, uh, denial of charter rights and freedoms, I believe they're uh, guilty of criminal negligence. Okay, now I want to go on to the media issue. I just spoke with Abigail Beeman of Global News, who's out in the roads on the streets in Ottawa. Some people are very accepting of her. Others are firing invective at, at her. Uh, you have a unique position in Canada, former lieutenant colonel 
in the Armed Forces, former director of Alberta Med- Emergency Management, and in your recovery position paper, you write a condemning review of Canada's media. I want to talk to you about this, David. You accuse us of abandoning journalistic standards, denying our role to hold government accountable, and you point to a Danish newspaper which wrote a self-critical and media-critical piece. You've been on my program repeatedly, and you've shared your views with my listeners. I didn't censor you. I didn't pre-record and edit anything you said. Your interviews with me were posted immediately to my show's webpage. They're there right now. You're on air with me right now on mainstream media and in 11 major markets in this country. Um, What are we guilty of? I would put it to you, Roy. Unfortunately, I don't believe you're mainstream media. The mainstream media that I refer to is CTV, CBC, and Global on their their television uh, platforms that are beamed into our homes every day. And the alternative approach, the primary planned approach to this pandemic is censored and never given airtime. If it is, it's with terms like misogynist racist talking about that we should not have used non-pharmaceutical interventions and that the only way out of this pandemic is with vaccines and the encouragement of vaccines passports. David, David, we have a broadcast standards council in Canada. We have a broadcast standards council. And if anyone in this country is unhappy with what is said on the air or a broadcast on television, the Broadcast Standards Council is there for that. I just think that, I think you've certainly been treated fairly by me. I I work with journalists who are very conscientious and really care about what they do and work very long hours to get it right. And I'm sick and tired of the term, you didn't use it, but I'm sick and tired of the term fake news. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It's a cliche. I I think media and journalists, good ones, are being treated unfairly. And I worry a little bit that your position paper takes takes that approach and has that has that view. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, Roy, because I certainly uh, was not speaking of you in particular, but mainstream media in this country has portrayed a completely different view, for instance, of the uh, Freedom Convoy than the international media has painted of it. Our Three major broadcasting networks have chosen to follow a different line of explanation. Let's put it that way of what's going on. Yeah, and you look at international media, David. When you look view, at international media, different organizations, news organizations, have taken taken different approaches. It's I enjoy talking to you, and and we've had some great conversations, but it worries me. Um, when and I thank you for not saying for saying that you're not talking about me, but I identify with my colleagues. I, I understand that. Um, I would put to you that uh, uh, the people on uh, many of the uh, discussion shows on the three networks I have uh, dis- presented uh, have not once mentioned that the terms NPI, non-pharmaceutical interventions, and the extreme damage they do. I would put it to you that they haven't talked about the fact that the protection of our seniors, which should have been the number one priority back in March of 2020, that Canada has ranked last in the Organization of Economic Developed Countries. They simply don't talk about anything that is you and I have. No, no, but I've heard it. I've heard it on the networks as well. I've heard it on the networks, Dave. 
Well, I would put it to you that the number... Can I finish? Sure. I would put it to you that the reporting by the mainstream media has been focused on ensuring support of lockdowns, ensuring support of vaccine mandates, with minimum time devoted to the terrible consequences of lockdowns and the use of non-pharmaceutical interventions. Okay, let me ask you this in the time we have left, because I have to get on to this Emergency Measures Act that Bill's, Bill Blair is saying the federal government is considering, and you and I both know that if they're considering, they've decided to use it. Um, what what has to happen going forward? What You know, you have a lot of credibility in the emergency management world internationally. You were taken to the U.S. Congress to, to speak to them there. What has to happen? What's the first thing that has to happen now? The very first thing that has to happen is the intentional, the removal of the intentional use of fear. Canadians now are demanding more lockdowns, treating other Canadians with disdain over the vaccine passports. Until we remove the fear of the coronavirus and remove the fear of continued repeated use of non-pharmaceutical interventions, there can be no recovery. Because Canadians, for instance, in the provinces that are trying to remove vaccine mandates, trying to remove the wearing of masks, the pushback is immediate from the public because for 23 months they've been taught to fear a virus that for people under 60 is the same risk or less than seasonal influenza. It is illogical and the use of fear is unconscionable. Dave, people make up their own minds about what they think and what they want. And that's a right that we have in this country. But I, I, I've always... I've constantly told things that aren't true. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 